0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today.
1: We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from brain fog?
0: What I call crisis, concussion, fatigue. Have you ever had problems with focus, attention, thinking you just came down with ADHD? If this is you, where you're intuitive around people who are in pain and suffering, but then you get this brain fog. Today's your day because we're going to discuss intuition, the intuitive advantage Distraction, when you have pain and empathy, if you ever had problems with a distraction, you may have wanted to get Ritalin, Adderall, or had problems at work. In today's world, it's very common for people wanting Adderall, Ritalin, or the latest supplement to treat that attention problem. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuition to unearth your intuitive ability behind your unique brain style, but handle distractibility. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from U.S. and Canada. Remember, Unity Online Radio is live every Wednesday from 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. But if you don't get this show live, you'll want to watch it again or listen to it again listen to it on your latest your blog whether it's apple or whatever it is google or whatever it is you want to listen to and today you're going to find out that there are five basic reasons why you might be distractible One, you were born that way your mind is like oh i don't know a satellite dish you're getting all kinds of information whether it's from the galaxies whether it's from the person next to you whether it's oh, I don't know, from a loved one or whether it's in fact from listening to your boss or what you're supposed to be reading. Your attention, your brain is not what they call normal. But, you know, with some extra help, plus or minus some medicine or supplements, you do okay. Second reason is actually during periods of stress or what I call crisis concussion, your brain is different. You can't focus the, the fourth re- the third reason is that you have backup in your brain with emotions like hair clogging a person's drain when emotions clog your mind you simply can't focus on things because there's too much accumulation of emotional detritus and we'll talk about that and then last but not least the fourth reason is health if we have a change in neurochemistry in our body whether it's viruses, hormones, digestion, and a variety of other things, which we're going to get into, that too can mess up your attention. So let's go down their health reasons. You can have the flu, viruses, or inflammation, whether it's lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, excess virus particles, or your immune system's reaction to them, cytokines. Any of those things, your immune system releases inflammatory mediators or allergies. You release all kinds of histamines and all kinds of other molecules that make it hard for your brain to focus. That's called a delirium. You simply can't pay attention. You may feed the cat your tuna and eat the cat food. That's called a confusional state. The second is is changes in hormones. With the hormones going up and down, up and down, it's like the traffic changing, going fast and slow, fast and slow in front of you on the highway. It, that dramatic change makes you put on your feet on the brakes, gas brakes, gas brakes. It is too jarring on your brain. Third thing are meds, steroids, which shows you, which is cortisol, stress hormone. Steroids can really make you have brain fog. But there are a variety of other medicines, the side effect is problems with attention. Well, the other thing is eating in excess, especially things like turkey, or eating too little makes it hard to pay attention. Not having enough B12, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, liver problems, kidney problems, pain, 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 pain. Problems with thyroid, not sleeping enough, too, too much sleeping. Stroke, dementia, seizures, any problems with brain. But last but not least, dark night of the soul. When you're spiritually tortured, you may feel out of sorts, like being out of gas, out of focus. You simply feel like putty. You simply can't focus on anything. You've lost your barometer, your inner compass. And so you don't know where you're focusing because the barometer, your focus in life is broken. Those are the reasons. So, But basically, when there is a crisis in your life, when you're bombarded by pain, and right now we're in pandemic, but this will be recorded on all kinds of blogs, so hopefully, be the good Lord willing, this pandemic will be over with. But right now, there's a worldwide crisis. As a result, we are connected intuitively to everybody's pain, and that's created economic crisis, food crisis, 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 and that bombards our brains and our hearts and our souls, and it causes what I call the crisis concussion. Many people who are listening to this show might be saying, you know, I don't like that. That's because that's disrespectful to people who have actually had a concussion, which is where your brain gets, you get hit, and your brain, the white matter pathways, the little cords get stretched, and they, like a rubber band, flex, and then they bang. Well, I can say this because I've actually had two concussions at least. One was I was hit by a truck and thrown 86 feet. And the other one was I was hit by a car, both as pedestrians. I know that I had a concussion because afterwards I had heard the high pitched ringing. There was brain fog. I couldn't pay attention. I was irritable. I would cry in a dime. Does any of this sound familiar? Because I'm sure it is because you're feeling it now. Yes, you are, you're feeling it now. Maybe plus or minus the ringing of the ears, but you do feel disoriented. You can't pay attention. Is it Wednesday or is it Thursday? Is it the beginning of the month? You're really disoriented. One day stretches into the next and to the next. You can't pay attention. You have work to do, but you can't get to it. And then there's the restlessness. You want to wash the floor. You wash the floor. Vacuum, vacuum, vacuum. You can't stop. Pacing, pacing, pacing. This is the restlessness. That someone has when they have a concussion. But you haven't got hit in the head, you got hit in the heart. There is something in World War One, they call it shell shock, where literally the vibration of a shell, a mortar, blew up next to somebody, and the vibration of it caused a mild brain injury. And now we have improvised explosive devices, IEDs that causes similar shell shock. The vibration of it can cause a concussion, mild brain injury. And we can see this in an MRI. However, I submit to you, it is possible to have a crisis concussion because long-term, 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 it's like a torture, 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 torture. The longer a crisis continues, that drip, 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 drip of stress, Releases cortisol and epinephrine from your adrenal gland. And In medical intuition, that's third center. Has to do with responsibility. You're like, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? It's not just first, second, or third responders. It's you at home thinking I should do something. You intuitively to people's pain and you feel it. And you get the whiplash. You feel the vibration of someone suffering. And you have crisis concussion. The longer it happens, the worse it is. And they can see it in a person's brain. It affects the hippocampus, the area for attention and memory. It literally changes it. But fear not, you'll get better. On Thursdays afternoons, I go to someone who's a speech and language pathologist. And because, well, I have ADHD, I'm a Ritalin responder. I used to do Ritalin. I'd take a little bit of. Adderall, tiny, five milligrams. A drug dealer wouldn't cross the street for it. Five milligrams. It might make a flea, you know, stay up late at night for finals. Needless to say, I wondered whether or not I'd do worse than the tests that I finished a year ago. So I had her give them to me again. And lo and behold, my results held true. I'm not deteriorating. So even though I can't pay attention, can't focus, these crises we're in, even though I'm pacing, cleaning everything that's not nailed down. And I've had two concussions. I, like you, will get better. And we have a normal response because we're not narcissistic. We do care. It is important that we can't focus on ourselves. Because that is the test. What would it be if we could focus and pay attention to our work? Oh, I, I can just go to work. The hell with it? Everybody's dying and starving. That would mean that you are fairly narcissistic. I've got mine. The fact that you can't means you are human after all. And though you can't focus, it's a good non-focus. It means for a time the world is not right and neither are you. And sometimes that's going to be okay. Because that's when you have faith. You're not as focused on earth, but you're more in contact with the divine. And that's what crisis helps you do. It changes the circuits in your brain. This is my next book called Mystical Molecules. Crisis may make it harder for you to focus on earth. But that's the time when your brain and body molecules change, or what I call be mysticized and become able to be more focused in another realm. Spirituality and intuition. Mysticism. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about intuition and distraction, the ADHD distractibility advantage. If you want to know more about the solution today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. There are a lot of new videotapes that I've been putting on there. I call it Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Oh, there are a bunch of little ones. I try to make them funny, but informational. I call it infotainment. If you can't get on the line today and you want a mini reading, go to www, not mini reading, a private reading, a one or two hour private reading. Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com or call 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475 six four seven five where am i going to be next coming in july i have a seven day medical intuition training program certificate program you get to learn how to do a medical intuitive reading you learn how to use medical intuition to heal mind body and soul and yes by july 22nd we will be better well i think there might be a little issue but we'll get better but july will be wunderbar it's held once a year In Maine, in the summer, I smell road trip. So we'll go to line one, Lisa, 61 from Brooklyn, New York. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help?
3: Yes, hello. How are you? I'm I'm doing okay, considering everything that's going on right now. I know you're in Brooklyn. Oh, my
0: God. How can I be of help?
3: Yes. Well, you actually did a private reading for me about maybe five or six or seven. I don't know. It was a while back. Which was very helpful. Um, Thank you. So, and you know, it kind of blew my mind. So I was just, I just came across this today, and I was just wondering, what? Well, let me tell you the you first thing. You might be able to tell me right now. Okay. First
0: thing I see, I don't remember when I say anything toward reading, I, but once I start reading, I might remember. First thing I see is, you can just about take care. of, yourself let alone somebody else and so you may be intuitively keyed into someone else's needs because on some level that's how you gain love you feel lovable when you're needed that can be a great thing but if you're around somebody who's not the most giving person you can get used I see a problem I have I have a hard time seeing family Families are supposed to help your immune system, bones, joints, supposed to have your back. I have a hard time seeing one. I have three I see, children.
3: Sorry, sorry,
0: sorry. I see in the past you had a relationship with someone who didn't have your back. In fact, they did stuff behind you, behind your back. They didn't have your back, but they did stuff behind your back. You were trying to have a relationship with someone and third person interfered. Since that time, you have a hard time trusting. You tend to not see a person's flaws. You ignore it. And so as a result, since that time, You've been walled off, removed from those kinds of relationships. Who do you live with? Lisa? Um, myself right now. By myself. You know, okay. You live by yourself. Good. But you say yes. I live with myself. People don't like to say that. They don't like to say I live alone.
3: Because the next word I'm would be, very I'm, happy being alone right now. I know, actually. I know, but you said
0: by myself. Okay, but that's okay. Yeah. That's just a little tell. Who's the person who's the last person you live with?
3: um well my one of my sons lived with me on and off
0: forget about the son obviously you had somebody to have the son um
3: oh without my
0: ex-husband that was one, I understand the was ex-husband
3: my ex-husband and you were 100 percent correct about him not having my back and then and what I was did in, he do but wait a minute what did he do behind your back well, I think he was in another relationship. okay, which, that's what I said. Um, well, you were trying to
0: have a relationship with him, and
3: the third person interfered i- be- I think that's absolutely no, you say accurate. I believe
0: and I think, but you don't say I know. Do you true. understand why I say that? It's really important. I have to trust my myself you know, Well, that's true. But you can't put a period on the end of that sentence and move on.
3: Well, I when did you... move on to have another relationship with another man, which just recently ended. Why did it end? And um, and I think, well, it was a complicated relationship because it was long distance. Um, we lived on opposite coasts.
0: That actually makes sense to me because that would tell me you were, I'm not trying to interrupt you. It's just, it's on the radio. It has to go fast. It's because you were walled off, removed and inaccessible because husband number one was never resolved. Mm -hmm. So you got someone who could never hurt you in the same way because they weren't with you. They were on the other side of the country. Right. Do you see that? So we're going back to husband number one. I'll call him affectionately Bobo. Okay. Where I come from in Rhode Island, it's a straight shot. You say, this is Unity Radio, so I have to cl- clean up the language. <laughs> it is, of course, a kind of church, even though it's Unity. We say something like, you, bleep, I can't believe you, bleep, me, mm-hmm. having an affair on me. Take your stuff and get the uh, out of here. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: and then you go to a therapist and you say all those bleep words you get it off your chest and you go you don't say I think you say I know in high mm-hmm. school we used to have this biology class teacher who drove me crazy and people hated her I think she's amazing if you she asked a question and you say I think it's this she would mark it wrong she say either you know it or you don't. If you're a surgeon, you don't put the knife in and go, I think it's this, it's a tentative. <laughs> you understand you don't want to go to a surgeon who has a tentative handshake, do you? Correct. No. Nope. And when you're moving on the exit or the entrance ramp of a high school, a high school, a highway, you move on or off the exit or enter a highway, you don't want to go, Well, I think I wanna go here. You get off or you get on. Do you get it? Yep. The last relation, that's a voice. That was not a tentative voice. That was a decisive (laughs) voice. Your last relationship was a tentative. It was a, well, I'm not sure. Therefore, it wasn't a real relationship. It was a prosthetic one. It was a pseudo relationship. Mm -hmm. It was not even arm's length. It was (laughs) transcontinental. We did spend a lot of time actually together. um... Can I tell you? If it was, if it was, he would have moved in with you, or you would have moved in with him. I look at your head. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see a capacity for decreased height, decreased bone density. I look at your left lung, right lung. I see something atypical about your chest walls. I can't figure out if you had increased susceptibility of a problem in your right chest wall. I can't figure out if well, that was an old infection old treatment, and what that was. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder if addiction runs in the people around you. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix, if you still have them. I see something different with your right ankle.
3: Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, I feel like I'm very healthy right now. What so, happened in um,
0: your chest area?
3: In the past? I don't know. I actually have a, some discomfort on my left side of my chest. What, what health not, problems have you had in the past? I did have a hysterectomy um, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, um, because of fibroids and um, other cysts and fibroids. And um, so that was really the biggest
0: health um, concern. Had, let me ask you a question Have you ever had densities? in
3: your breasts what have i had densities lumpiness in your breasts um i did my, my last um exam which was a year ago showed some lumpiness which side The well, i think it was the left I'm, I'm not sure actually i don't know
0: you have to be careful because that's the one area that i saw i thought it was on okay. the right side if people okay. are right-handed before menopause they're more likely to get problems in their left breast after menopause it's the right if they're left-handed it's the opposite are you right-handed or left-handed i'm right-handed so before menopause if you want to get a problem in your breast it's more likely to be in the left after you get menopause it's more likely to be in the right but you know things vary so you need
3: to go get that checked Yeah, I was actually going to right before everything closed down. So, this is well, you have to wait till
0: I open up, especially in Brooklyn. I want you to check
3: that, but I also want
0: you to go to somebody or talk to them on the phone about post traumatic relationship disorder so you can stop having what they call affectionately social distancing in the relationship department. Right. You did it for coronavirus. Okay, good luck, Lisa. You take it easy, okay? Thank
3: you so, so much. Yep. Thank you Thank so you. much for
0: calling. You take it easy. We will go to line two, Kayla 30. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? We'll squeeze you in right before I... the break.
2: Uh, yeah, my name's Kayla. I was calling because I've been uh, experiencing really bad constant daily headaches. And everything that I've tried so far hasn't been a help at all. I, and I've tried everything... Every over-the-counter thing I've tried CBD oil. Okay. (laughs) You name it, I've probably tried it.
0: (laughs) As we go to the break, Mm -hmm. which is about two minutes, I want you to see that you're 30, Mm -hmm. and in no way has this been your whole life. This is getting worse. And every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. But every illness, people say, oh, it's stress, is a more refined way of saying It's part of your intuitive guidance system that lets you know that something in your life is out of balance. Okay. So you have to ask yourself, headaches, the sixth center, has to do with how you're seeing something, how you're thinking about it but it's also vessels, a relationship, a partnership. And when you have blood vessels that spasm, that usually has to do with some kind of pressure. Someone's frustrated. So when we go to the break, I want you to think about that. Am I the one that's frustrated? Or am I picking someone else's frustration? And when okay. you work with your own intuition, don't hang up, because when we go to the break, you're going to come back, okay? Yep. When you start hearing the music, that's when I say, oh, when we come back. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about whose frustration is this? Is it mine or somebody else's? Because from don't say anything, because the people in okay. the audience are listening. I want you to think about how you're trying to make peace with somebody but you're carrying in you someone who's frustrated and they hide their frustration behind a stoic face and they pretend they're not frustrated there's my music and you know what that means when we come back we're going to talk about all of the f- four or five basic emotions on what can increase your chance toward having problems with distraction. So stay with us as we talk about intuition, distraction, the ADD, advantage, advantage you're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
2: You're listening to Unity Online Radio. the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa.
0: Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to intuitive distraction and ADHD. We've learned that there are many reasons why we may be distracted. There's what I call crisis concussion, where we're, we're bombarded by people's pain and suffering. There is what I call emotional backup. There are health problems, or you may be born that way. You just may have, have a brain like a satellite dish where you're picking up all kinds of feelings. We're going back to Kayla 30. Kayla, you there. Kayla, who is line two? I'm here. Okay. I did it wrong. That was my fault. (laughs) Kayla, um, I saw that you were intuitively keyed in so much to someone else's pain that it was hard for you to focus, pay attention, and you were distracted. So a source of your distractibility was pain, but also you were so keyed into their anger that it was hard for you that you carried their anger in your body, it went to your adrenal gland. You carried responsibility for their emotions and tried to make them feel better. Who is Correct. this person?
2: Who is this um, person? It would be the father of my children.
0: How old are your kids?
2: Um, eight and six.
0: I talked about this today. It talked about the fact that this lady had a boss. And for whatever reason, this was making her sick. I said, well, it's like if you're a mother, you just had a baby, you're coming home. You can't exactly say to your husband, hey, listen, I don't like the way you're talking to me. (laughs) Leave. you just had a baby, okay? Mm -hmm. You have to talk to someone at the right time with the right amount of intensity. After you consider Factors. And so your husband's angry, but he's not talking about it. He's hiding it. And nothing's worth, nothing's worse than knowing someone's angry, but they won't talk about it. Friend of mine, Laura Day, she's a great intuitive. Look her up. She's a healing day. She does all kinds of uh, teaching classes. She says there are two types of people. There are lions. When they get angry, they just let it out. And there were lambs that they won't talk about it. They won't talk about it. They hold it in, hold it in, and then wham. I said, which one am I? She said, you're a lamb. I said, nice. Thank you. (laughs) What kind of person is he? Is he the lion or is he the lamb?
2: He's the lamb.
0: Right. So you'll say, what's wrong? Nothing. (laughs) Some people (laughs) might say that's passively aggressive. I don't know if it's passively aggressive. It's that they don't want to talk about it. Animals, when they get in pain, Mm -hmm. they run into the woods. I don't think he thinks, I want to make her suffer. (laughs) He literally doesn't want to talk about it. The problem is, is when he gets angry, you get anxious. And the only way you know to get unanxious is to get him to talk about it already. Yeah. <laughs> because then if you did, then you know what he was upset about and then it would be better. But right, knowing something's going on, you can't do anything about it. It just really is upsetting. Do you have any idea about what he's angry about?
2: Um. Well, he's been going through um, a lot of mental health issues lately. Um, he's angry about he just blames it on everybody else it's everybody else's fault okay that's he's just angry that he's not normal okay. anymore
0: okay well there you go so he's got to fix that because okay mm-hmm. because if you have a medical problem mental health diabetes brain injury it doesn't matter incidentally when i got hit by i run over by the car <laughs> i came back i didn't really think i had a concussion um actually a cop asked me to stop and I couldn't stop. I had to keep walking it off. I actually got up yeah. after I got run, I run over by a car. I got up and oh kept goodness. walking. And the cop asked me to stop. And this was right around, I don't remember when when cops were asking people to stop and they wouldn't and then there was a big melee. So the cop asked me in Chicago to stop and I wouldn't. And he says, ma'am, I'm ordering you to stop. I said, I can't. And he said, you're not acting normal. I said, this is the way I always act. <laughs> He's going to arrest me. And the thing is, when I came home, I wasn't acting normal. And this, I explained it to this kid at a bar. And he said, well, what's wrong if you don't follow the directions of a cop? And mm-hmm. I yelled at him. I yelled at this kid. I said, if the cop tells you to stop, you should stop. And the kid looks terrified. And it's because mm-hmm. I wasn't right in the head. Right. I think you know what we're talking about. It doesn't matter if it's your husband, me getting hit by a car. It doesn't matter. I felt bad, the owner of the brain. It didn't matter that I had a good reason. I called the parents up. I apologized. I bought them dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I went to see a. Really, because you have to claim responsibility. It doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't matter that you can't help it. It has to do with. Well, this is the the right the way I think about it. If you have a car Uh and you collide with another car and you dent their fender, right? Uh Then you have to pay them damages and pain and suffering. So if my emotional incontinence, yes, it's incontinence. I emotionally peed on that kid. And it is called emotional incontinence. I injured him. I have to pay damages, apologize, and not do it again and let it go well I had trouble letting it go because of course I had a concussion but needless to say your husband obviously is having issues it doesn't matter well it matters if we can understand it but he still has to claim responsibility for it he apologizes for it makes amends corrects for it and claims responsibility he can't hit and run do you get it
2: right yeah I understand Otherwise, he loses
0: his license to be around other people. He pulls himself out of action because he can injure a child and something like that. And people who have brain injury or epilepsy or something, they can't drive because they might have a kid or something like that. Mm -hmm. If he's angry and he's taking it out on you people, how old are your kids again?
2: Um, Eight and six.
0: Your headache is because you are emotionally concussed. You're getting battered, not hit in the head, but you're feeling the banging of his emotions. Right. You're feeling the banging of his emotions. You can imagine your kids. Oh, I know. (laughs) You know, you know, and you do something about it. Kids don't have as much frontal lobe as you and I. Well, you. (laughs) Mine is back on the pavement. They don't have as much protection to censor away emotion. Right. They don't. Right. It's called myelination. It's literally the fatty coating of the brain. They don't have enough insulation. Which is why you don't yell at babies and you protect them from mm-hmm. yelling and bombs and loud noises. And sometimes they even put little things over their ears.
2: So Yeah, we are allow- separated as of right now.
0: Okay. My point is you still have the headache. Yeah. Yeah. You go to an acupuncturist Chinese herbalist. First of all, you go to a neurologist to make sure there's not something wrong. You have them, then you have the acupuncturist treat you for liver meridian problems. But then you go to a therapist who can help you learn stress reduction. You get Louise Hay's anger-releasing tape, which is wonderful. I've melted two when we used to have CDs. <laughs> A difficult lab I was in. And then you get a very good marriage therapist who knows cognitive behavioral therapy is not codependent. Okay. If you find them starting to make you take care of his emotions and say things like, I see we're both angry here, mm-hmm. that's not helpful. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? yeah you have to get someone make sure that he's doing cognitive behavioral therapy you have cognitive behavioral therapy so you know how to manage your emotions so his anger and your anger doesn't go in your head and it's safe for you and your kids to be around him right your headache is a warning sign that this is injurious to your brain as well as your children's Do you understand Yeah. Needless to say, it would be hard for you to focus on your needs because it would be all about his. Correct. I hope I have been of some help. You are a lovely, lovely lady. You take it easy. Thank you. Thank you. That's Bye-bye. an example of how, when we're around anger, it's hard for us to focus and pay attention. And that actually creates cortisol, which will be hard for us to focus. We will go to line three, three, Eileen, how can I be of help? Oh, I messed it up. Hi, Eileen, how are you? We'll go to Sharon, line four, how can I be of help?
1: Hi, um, I'm having, I've been diagnosed with having ADHD and um, with everything going on uh, in the it's world. It's very really interesting. I, let me every- give you,
0: hold on one second. When I looked at you,
1: uh huh.
0: there are lots of ways in which a person can have a problem with attention. Mm-hmm. If you think you're diagnosed with ADHD, you used to have a Conner scale, which was a pen and paper where they said, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? Check, 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 check. I don't like checking. No,
1: it wasn't that.
0: Good. You get for everybody in the audience. The best thing you can do is go to a neuropsychologist, a board certified neuropsychologist, and have a two-day neuropsychological test, which tests attention, memory, auditory processing, and something called frontal executive function. The reason why that's important, there's lots of different types of attention. Mm -hmm. The frontal executive is about organization and planning. That's one type of tension where you learn how to prioritize and organize. And then there's another one called divided attention and so on. Which test did you have, Sharon?
1: Um, It was a combination. It was, uh, they also did a scan, a brain scan of the uh, amount of, blood flow to the different parts of the brain, both asleep and wake. It was a very comprehensive
0: thing. Can I tell you something? i, to... I I'd rather, first of all, scans are great, right? but it's how you approach the task. It's in vivo. Right. There's a lots of reasons why a person may have hypometabolism in a brain area. Do you understand? Correct. But it's another thing to perform on a test. So they used to say that radiology scans, right. we don't treat shadows, we treat people. When you do the test, you, mm-hmm. especially if you watch the person and how they approach the things on the test, you can see how yes. actually their brain processes the information, that's how I learned okay. it. So when I look at you and you look at that, the other thing that those tests are good about Is it actually shows number one, if you part of you was born that way, but then other components, I I know, but other components in your life that add on to it that complicate it. Oh, yeah. I know. That's what (laughs) I was about to say. Oh, yes, that's right. And part of it, you may have been born that way, but Mm -hmm. then other thing that complicates it is you have trouble distributing attention, you have trouble focusing on yourself because you're focusing on other people's needs. So you have what I call intuitive satellite dish. You're so intuitively keyed into everybody else's needs. And that's because of some family. Someone wasn't the most nurturing person. Yeah. And so, therefore, you learned how to be the surrogate at too early an age. You learned too early an age how to intuitively key to everybody else's needs. And you became the short order chef in a way. Yep. Mm -hmm. and so as a result too early your attention was used to do that you acquired that skill and not the way usually kids develop so you may have been born with a brain style and then you learn to intuitively key in everybody else's needs because someone couldn't do it who was supposed to be a nurturing person who was that person my mother i'm not going to ask why it's not a problem because many ways that helped you do something later on in your life, mm-hmm. a vocation of sorts. What do you do oh, for yeah, just... your work? Sharon?
1: Uh, I was a uh, nurse.
0: Okay. So you learned to be a nurse. Yeah. They say that 98% of all nurses are a first degree relative of someone who had addiction problems. Who had the addiction problem in your family?
1: My uh, My father.
0: Okay. So but therefore, but I never
1: experienced it. He uh, had problems with uh, alcohol, but uh, he had given it he had given it up. I'd never seen.
0: That's okay. It doesn't alcohol. matter. The po- the problem is the
1: personality. Is
0: your yeah. mother had it affected your mother, and so she couldn't yeah. take care of everything, and so you had to be a surrogate, and then you became a nurse. The point of the matter is, is your brain became poised for that, and so now you get out of you leave that family. And then you have the same brain. So you immediately roll up your sleeves whenever there's a problem. You don't even think about it. You roll your sleeves up. Yep. And it gets worse after menopause. And then it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. The problem is, is when estrogen comes down, goes down, the frontal lobe areas for focus, attention, and blocking out crisis. It's harder for you to do that. Those areas don't work, but you're more likely to have problems with metabolism and weight because yep. of work, because mm-hmm. you, will over, you'll, you will carry burdens as your role, and so you'll gain responsibility, and that cortisol will gum up your attention machinery. None of these are Ritalin, that kind of ADHD. They're okay. another kind of attention. Do you understand which is why to say look at a scan and go, Oh, that doesn't that doesn't light up is not gonna help you. It doesn't We well, it's not quite enough. You. I know. I figured
1: you'd be able to figure this out.
0: Third <laughs> and help me. Is, the third thing is is that the extra weight and estrogen is gonna mess you up even worse because body fat and estrogen is going to make you have problems with serotonin and have brain uh, fog. I look at your head, I see problems with pressure in your blood vessels. Now there's another problem. I see that pressure in your blood vessels can affect, especially in your head, make it hard for you to have focused attention and f- fatigue in your head. Yep. I look at your yeah. neck, that's a big problem. Yeah. So you have to be very precarious about your blood pressure and okay. correct it. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. You have to be very careful about your heart rhythm. And that during stress and crisis and loss, you might notice your heart rhythm changes ever so much.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a I've big thing. I've had it thing. checked
1: out and they've never...
0: I know, but it doesn't ALB. matter. You have to, to, you have to go to a woman's cardiac specialty because if you have worry and anxiety, which you do, your right. sympathetic nervous system, epinephrine, will go up. And that can make your left side of your heart get funny. It's called the anatomy of heartache. And they won't pick it up. Okay. It doesn't show up in an EKG. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. Somebody smoked around you. Esophagus, stomach, you oh, going, but you, do you still smoke?
1: No, I haven't smoked in many years.
0: I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. You eat some kind of protein that is um, either barbecued or pickled or it has nitrates. That's not good for your small intestine. I can't figure out if it's hot dogs, sausages, or whatever it is.
1: Um, I I eat chicken sausage.
0: You have to be very careful with that. I look at your left, okay. kidney, right, kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. You have to get your blood pressure, cholesterol, and cortisol. Your major problem is cardiac. And if I were you, I'd start to get some kind of education where you use more of your brain with nursing. Like learning herbs, learning, learning complementary medicine. And starting to scale back because it's not like retiring is going to help you. You're going to learn. You're going to use intuition with anybody that you're around, even if you retire from floor medicine as a nurse. Are you following me?
1: Yeah. yeah. What kind of ho- uh, woman's heart doctor did you say
0: to see? A woman's heart doctor to make sure that your, all your cardiac health is really checked out. Okay. And once they give you the go-through, I would go to an acupuncturist and herbalist and have them give you herbs. Zheng, ya, peng, pian is an herb that helps with cholesterol and it softens small vessels in your brain. Because if you have problems with small vessel problems with blood pressure, it can cause you to have, over time, problems with focus and attention. Okay? Okay. You take it easy.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being able to sift through this because it didn't make sense to me that I kind of figured there was something more going on here. So I really appreciate it so very much.
0: Thank you so much. I just lost my screen here. I hate screens that freeze out. And so, of course, it clicks. <laughs> you take it easy. You have a nice evening. We will go to line five. Stephanie? And Dr. Mona Lisa, how can I be of help? Oh, my God. These people keep flipping off. One last one. We'll go to Linda, line seven. How can I be of help? Mona Lisa,
1: Um, I am having problems
0: sleeping
1: um, and having a lot of pain in my left hip and thigh and knee, and just like walking like a penguin.
0: I know I don't understand it. We'll go to, she just, I think she had so many problems with the hip. She just had to disconnect the call. Let's go to Amy, line six. We have about
2: hi there. two minutes left. Hi, Amy. How okay. are you? I've, hi there. Good, thank you. I've got questions about uterine polyps. Um, I had uh, some blood work and biopsy saying that I had uterine polyps, but then when I finally had the sonogram a couple weeks later, there's nothing there and there's nothing wrong. Um, so I'm kind of left with, okay, so I don't that's know a very direction good, to okay, go. Okay,
0: this is the point. There was a book, a two-part book called Spontaneous Remissions," Remission. Spontaneous Remission. And it was written by the Noetic Science Institute, Brendan O'Regan. And I'm not saying that everybody who has a health problem, they shouldn't go to their doctor because it will poof, go disappear. It's that every illness is part genetic Hormonal diet relationship and so on. You have to do all the work with the doctors. You have to do all the work with the diet, the exercise, the emotional mm-hmm. piece, and sometimes it goes poof. Do you understand?
3: I did a lot of energy work as soon as I was uh, diagnosed after the biopsy. I did a, a it really mean, intense session. This is
0: the point. Is uh, this is the other point, part? It doesn't mean that you made it go away. It was mm-hmm. you in partnership with the divine.
3: Yeah. Does oh, that absolutely. mean
0: that does that mean that someone who didn't go away, they didn't work hard enough? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to donate a breast or donate a kidney, donate a toenail mm-hmm. to the cause. There are a lot of shamans and healers. Who unfortunately lose body parts. A friend of mine's husband has always been afraid of dying. He got breast cancer. So I went to see him and I went, oh, so you don't have to be afraid of dying anymore. And he said, why? And I said, because now your breast is in heaven. It's
2: dead. But mm. <laughs> what? So I should just, I should not worry about thinking you, that. You have something. to
0: continue. No, you, you continue. You do dil, due diligence. Like, for example, I hate mm-hmm. to reduce it to this. Say you had three termites in your house. You live in Florida, Mm -hmm. right? Who likes termites in their house, right? Could be eaten. A friend of mine had termites. The window fell right out. So you do all this stuff. You spray it. It's not there. there, And then you get the termite, the the inspector, and there's no more termites. Right? So what would you do? You'd call it a day and never look again? Hell no. Right? Mm -hmm. You pray. And you keep calling and you keep looking. Do you understand? Yeah. You have breast lamps, had breast lamps, breast lumps, or cancer, the same thing. Do you Mm -hmm. get it? But Mm -hmm. you continue to do all the work. But I'm also saying that if it doesn't go away, it doesn't mean that you failed. A lot of people blame themselves that if their cancer stays or the polyp stays, that all the work they did, was for naught. That's not true. Sometimes you have to have that happen for you to call yourself to attention. The question is, and Bernie Siegel talks about growths. what needed to grow in your life in the second chakra, the relationship with money? Mm -hmm. What was the relationship problem that required growth? What was it? Um, I, I mean, there's nothing that comes up off the top
2: of my head. You I've always to. been sending for me.
0: myself. Then, then I t- well, then you're going to have to, because growth involves that area. You have to think about that or it's more mm-hmm. likely to come back. Here's my music. I want to thank you for welcoming me into mm-hmm. your day. You've been listening to Intuitive Health with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have a great week.
2: Thank you for listening.